count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. It's time for another episode of the Wooten and Why Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Woot and Why Show 2017 season rolling around. I'm here with Josh Why. How's it going? We're talking week one, baby. We are here. We're rolling. We're in it. Yeah, week one is here. We're all up in that week one action. Less than 48 hours away. Patriots, Chiefs, Blockbuster. (laughs) Two just overwhelmingly charismatic quarterbacks with so much personality. Uh, I cannot wait. (sighs) <sighs> some, very, some very uh, much old-timers as coach as well. So. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, according to some, Andy Reid, the better of the two coaches. <laughs> Hot uh, takes to yeah, start this Yeah, show. well done. Uh, all right, so the season is starting in two days, so let's talk tipping comp. Um, I opened one up for us. Uh, it's the Wooten Y Show. It's on ESPN. Check our Twitter and Facebook pages for the links to that. Click on that. Uh, the tipping comp is, uh, the password for that is Gotsis Got This. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's our that's our one of our infamous catchphrases. Uh, and winner of the tipping comp, free to join, uh, NFL jersey of your choice. An NFL freaking jersey of your choice. Therefore, that uh, eliminated challenge as well. You just got to pick one winner a week, Josh. It's pretty simple, right? Wrong. It's tough. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was out round one last yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot mine in week three. So there but you go. anyway, join that one. It's a lot easier to win because a lot of people forget uh, unless people go in that one. An NFL jersey up for grabs in that one as well. So check that out on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Password for that is... Guys, win both. Just, you know, just get a home and away. Yeah, that's it. Get the, get the whole kit. Get half your fantasy team's jerseys. Go uh, out and get all the Aussies. Pass them all. Yeah, that's it. Get, get the uh, Barry uh, Lachlan Edwards punter oh. double. Why not? Uh, password for double. that one is Guzman Y Gomez. So, or Guzmani Gomez, but I've got to sound it out for yours. And that Y is just the letter Y, not my surname, unfortunately. God, I wish my name was involved with the bread. Guzman <laughs> uh, Y Gomez. We we digress into other pressing needs, Josh. Pressing needs? Oh, it's exciting needs, I guess. Not, yeah. not even needs, it's more news. Uh, we've got two brand new shows. Yep. From the Wooten Y brand. That's it. Oh, that's right. Coming right at you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's correct. Yeah. So, what are the two shows, Josh? All right. So, we've got our daily fantasy uh, special podcast. I'm just going to... Specific podcast. Everything special. It, it, they're all special. But uh, So, this is DFS Down Under, and we've partnered up with uh, our buddies over at Fantasy Insider. Yep. So, looking forward to that. Our, um, our data... Data Daryl. Data Daryl. Yeah. Our, uh, or Daryl Data. Daryl Data. Daryl Data. That's what we're our, going with. Uh, our uh, data scientist helping us out, mixing the the numbers with the uh, with the football uh, enthusiasm that we bring to the table. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to say knowledge. Yeah, I was like expertise. Uh, no, it's no. Just, just football. We talk about it love. more than anyone else, so that's that's enough to yeah, give us a show. Uh, and our other show is called the Punt Return. Um, it's all about punting. Um, gambling, not just Lachlan Edwards on every week. Yeah, and <laughs> Jordan Berry on every second week. Uh, no, it's uh, it's a gambling podcast. It's a twenty-five 
minute show every week where we give you our three favorite, uh, three favorite. Did I stutter? Three favorite plays of the week, <laughs> uh, and uh, we go along, uh, and then we have our favorite uh, dog plays of the week. So our favorite underdogs, the teams that we that aren't favorite that we think might have a chance uh, to to get the victory. Yeah. Ho- then, hopefully we got off to a flying start, and hopefully we uh, yeah you know, keep it. Keep it rolling. That's it. And that's linked up with uh, readingtheplay.com. Jared and the team over at readingtheplay.com. And they'll join us for a free pick every week. Yeah, Mr. Mr. NFL himself yes. will be joining so, us. Uh, exciting times at uh, Team Wooten Wyatt at Wooten Wyatt HQ here. Um, you know, drinking waters. That's how excited we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, I mean, you'll you'll see... Probably some different images around. You'll probably you'll probably hear a couple of different intros. Yep. I think that I think that may have happened sometime. Yeah, some some new sounds. Yeah. Um and where can you find all of this? Well, we have a new website launching next week, Josh. Uh what? we'll uh keep the name of the site uh <laughs> nameless for now because it's still under construction. And if you find it some hilarity, sure, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's not too hard to work out what it would be. But anyway, um, that lo- that'll all be like active everything next week. So we're still just uh, fine tuning all of that. But it'll be uh, it'll be f- dotting the i's, crossing the t's. Yeah, of the, yeah exactly. Uh, the and it'll be website. live for one of our most more exciting uh, ventures. Ventures that we're no, going to do. Venture. It's not a venture. It's a joint venture. All right, we'll, we'll go. With it's a, joint a bar in Sydney devoted to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, the cage. The cage. Now that's that's my <laughs> dream with uh, our buddy Nixon. If anyone wants to fund that, please uh, Joshua at gmail dot com. Please yeah, go um, fund me. But, the cage. <laughs> but yeah, one of our more exciting segments and ideas, and a fresh new way to cover NFL. So that's going to start from next week after week one. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that, and the website should be up in time for all of that. Uh, some other news: iTunes reviews. Look, we've got fresh new sound, fresh new shows. Please give us reviews. We're putting in the hard yards. The reviews really help us get our name out there. Yeah, and, and with s- with these reviews, yep. fresh new prize. Yes. Our, the biggest prize that we've ever, ever. Give, given away. I mean, Lunar Bowl tickets were pretty pretty good. But uh, this yep. is this is bigger. This is signed NFL merchandise. Yep. So, Up we'll- to the value of $300. <laughs> Batteries not included. <laughs> Disclaimer must be a sale item. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it'll be something uh, terrific. Play we'll... must not have played in more than three Pro Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be game worn. Yeah. <laughs> no. <Eli? laughs> uh, anyway, we'll yep. talk later about that. But yep. uh, it, it's it's gonna it'll be a terrific prize. So any iTunes review that has been left in the year two thousand and seventeen, you you write it. You take a, a screenshot or a snapshot or whatever. You send it over to uh, wootenwhygmail.com and we'll keep a track of that. And then when that draw is made, you can enter it as many times as you want. You just need to, when you actually make that review, you send that screenshot along with your entry to wootenwhygmail.com. Yep. yep. Or Twitter at wootenwhy. That's it. Yep. Uh, speaking of 2017, it's been a pretty bad year, right? Like... I mean, a lot of stuff in the world. Look, 2016 happened. was awful, and we thought 2017 it'll be much better. And look, we're excited for the NFL season, the second half of the year. Uh, bring it on! But 2017 made a comeback today, and it was in the form of a newspaper article that I want to share with you, Josh. All right. Um, and the headline reads: Woman threw a poo out of a window on a first date, and firefighters had to get involved. Now, 
when I came over to record this podcast this evening, <laughs> I began... We had a lot to do as well. We were really <laughs> pressed for time. Launch of two new shows. <laughs> and we get... Josh stops me and reads me this article. We got very distracted and yeah. slightly delayed. But go on. Tell just, us more. Just, I'll just read the first paragraph and I implore you to check this out. By the way, We'll, we'll guys, tweet it out. Guys and gals, totally unfootball related. So it don't, is, but yeah. it's, you know... Uh, it's one we, of those we haven't stories, got games to analyse. It's got one of time. those stories that you're just going to want to share with everyone. Yeah, it's it's made 2017 a better place. So I'll just read the first paragraph, and you can piece together that and, and answer all the questions that you have internally by checking this out. Firefighters were called after a woman ended up stuck upside down hanging out of a window after she got wedged while trying to retrieve a poo. Yeah, no, no. Not trying to get rid of. <laughs> retrieve. Ret- trying to retrieve. Trying to get it back in. No engagement ring in the... In said object, so no. that, that rules out that. It wasn't, now, yeah, it, she wasn't trying to sift will. through it. it no. There wasn't, just, but yeah. One of the great <laughs> headlines uh, that bemused me today, I was very, very happy with So that. look that up, I'm sure it's circling the internet absolutely yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Speaking of fun, uh, we had fun the other week at the college football game in uh, Allianz Stadium. Uh, unfortunately, the scoreline uh, was a bit of a blowout, which affected the quality of the game, and um, I feel sorry for Rice. There's a lot of things going on back in Houston at home while trying to play against a 40-point yep. team that's a team that's 40 points better than you, uh, according to to Vegas. And it's hard to to put that on, but they they managed to have a positive attitude and 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 do with that what they will. But we had a fun day. The event overall, as a whole, was a very fun day. The the tailgate pregame and postgame were entertaining. And watching uh, Floyd Mayweather in the press box. Uh, after Stanford are up 45-0, it was, it was a, a unique experience to watch what was labelled the fight of the decade. And it actually was an entertaining fight. Yeah, it was an entertaining fight, uh, which I think a lot of people weren't expecting. Um, it was also great to watch um, you know, a fight which is obviously captivated an, an enormous audience with a lot of Americans. Yeah, and sport fans. And sports in fans in general, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just you know your general drunk hooligans at the bar. It was. Uh, it was. We made friends that day watching that fight. We did. With commenting on that fight, it was good. <laughs> well, you can tell we're still amateurs in the press box, though. We we venture out and buy a hot dog and beef burgers, <laughs> come back in, and then sandwiches and pies get delivered out. Yeah, but so, you know, we we wanted to experience it like a fan as it. well as yep. um, covering the game. Yep. And speaking of fandom and covering and eating hot dogs and pies, the Lunar Bowl two is on again. Uh, we've mentioned this as well, but please check out lunarparkvenues.com for your tickets at Lunar Bowl 2. Uh, someone pointed out today as well that the uh, LB2, Lunar Bowl 2, is, uh, works very well with Super Bowl LI2. Um, so for the next 38 years, we've got the same uh, Roman numerals as what the Super Bowl will be. Yes. So, yeah. Brilliant. Interesting. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, some... Uh, talking points before we uh, preview the game. And a reminder, all of our season preview podcasts are up um, on Audio Boom, iTunes, Stitcher, all the those good podcasting uh, places. But uh, let's move on. Talking tidbits. All right, we'll start with suspended running back Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's going to play week one against the Giants. NFL arbitrator Harold Henderson upheld Elliott's six-game suspension after Elliott's appeal process came to a close on Tuesday evening. Since the appeal wasn't settled before 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday, Elliott is eligible to play on Sunday night. A ruling on his temporary restraining order is expected 
by Friday evening. That's the next critical step in this process. Week two is completely up in the air. Uh, so after reading that, my thought is just the shrug emoji. Just, just what is going on? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, we talked about it in one of our other pods that we we did tonight. Uh, you, the, you think you understand where it's at, and then you get another update half an hour later. And then uh, the person to follow on all this is Tom Pelissaro from NFL Network, mm-hmm. who's been in the courts, and uh, and Charles Robinson from Yahoo, and then obviously uh, Andrew Brandt, who famously always says there will be lawyers. Uh, and yes, lawyers are plenty in this case. This is one of the most strange circumstances. If he can play week one, then miss weeks two to seven. Mm. It's a it's a weird and it's a divisional game too, a crucial matchup against the Giants that he gets to play in. Yeah, I think Giants will be feeling a little hard done by. <laughs> um, it just it just reeks of Deflategate all over again, and I think with it, a much more serious issue as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, will in the legal process will take away from the issue a little bit. I think. Yeah, um, we the whole deflate gate. I think everyone had just gotten over it, and we thought you know nothing like this would happen again. Everyone's and admitted now that Brady just flat out cheated, <laughs> and it's it's just it's just gone. It's just it's deja vu. It's just happening all over again, and it's ridiculous. And I think I don't know what it's going to, what's going to happen with this whole NFL has the power to do whatever they want kind of thing, and I think. Well, it's all going to come ahead when they next players CBA. Yeah, and you, negotiations. You, you can see that not ending very well at all. Oh, you no. can see player strikes. You can see all kinds of things, and it's just it's not the way that mm. America's pastime should be handled. No, exactly. So, look, there's not much. It sounds really easy to say. Let's just wait and see how this unfolds, and we'll have to. Just wait and see, but that's that's really what the crux of it is. It's just complete shrug emoji right now. But from a fantasy perspective, you play in week one, um, and you might still miss out on six weeks without Zeke. But um, at least you get him in week one. Yeah, I mean, if you're a ca- <clears throat> if you're a Cowboys fan, you like if you if he's going to be suspended, ride the suspension now. Yeah, I'd rather just take it now. Just ride the suspension now, not in crunch time, not when you. If, take if, the risk. Yeah, if they had a bad start to the season, you know that is the kind of injection that you need to go stronger, to, like to go on a streak or you know get hot at the right time. You can't you can't do that. Yeah. If you lose Zeke, the momentum, the optimism, and everything around the entire organization will just yeah. flood out of the building. Momentum is a real thing, so you know you've got to. It is a real thing, Josh. It is. Uh, you know, there's some some out there that still think it's not a real thing. So we'll wait and see. But it's just completely frustrating. It just <laughs> takes away from the, the excitement for the season. The Cowboys are one of the biggest teams. They're a contender. And this is just looming over them and, and the NFC East and, and consequently the NFL. All right, we'll move on to another thing that's sort of looming and a, and a deadline's approaching, and that's Aaron Donald. He's still holding out. Our rap sheet reported uh, just sort of an hour ago that while the Rams had their first game week practice today, Aaron Donald is at home on the East Coast. So both sides have tried, and there's no deal as of now in that negotiation. So for me, it's a little bit of this, is how foolish are the Rams to not give Aaron Donald you know, what he wants. Aaron Donald's your best defensive player by far, he's, he's worth every single cent. But at the same time, if they're that far, like if they've tried and they haven't got it anywhere, how much money is Aaron Donald asking for? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. 
it, it's, like it's quarterback gonna... money? Like what? <laughs> like... If it comes out and it's you know just a bit more than uh, the next defensive, if it's just he wants to be the highest paid defensive tackle and the Rams aren't willing to pay that, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, shame on you, LA. Yeah. At... Okay, so he's got two more years on his rookie deal. Yeah. You, he's never done anything wrong by the organization. No, nope. he's just he, he got ejected in one game that, because Jeff Fisher just couldn't get a first down. To be honest, I that yeah. to me is just that's you know that's thing. that's passion for the organization and the game and things like that's in game, that's in game. I'm fine with that, um, and that was you could tell just complete frustration. So that to me that's nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't condone it, but yep. the, to me that's nothing. Yeah, you pay him, and when you pay him now, like any player. The contract's going to get bigger later. So if you pay him in two years' time, you're going to be paying him more, right? So you you get in you get in now. You lock him up on this this long term deal. He's your best player on your team. By far. He's just the best player on your team. People buy his jerseys. He's probably the best player in the division. Yeah, and just <clears throat> he's just terrific. And I I can't see. And you know, he's one of the front runners for defensive player of the year. He's yeah. that kind of special talent, you just lock him up. You yeah. see what the Houston Texans did with J.J. Watt. They didn't mess yeah. around. They just paid him what he should be paid or more or what he wanted to be paid. And yeah. they just paid him. And yeah. that's what you should do with Aaron Donald. Exactly. So he's under contract for two more years. He's set to make $1.8 million this season and 6.9. Nice. In 2018. Uh, yeah, so I know he's holding out early and he's on his rookie deal, but he's far outplayed the rookie scale. Like he's significantly outplayed the compensation in that rookie pay scale. And DeAndre Hopkins did the same thing, and he ended up getting paid. And, yeah, you, you just you need Aaron Donald on the field. He sells tickets. He helps you win football games. It's worth every single cent. But, if, man, if it comes out that he's wanting, like, Derek Carr money or Matt Stafford money, then that's gonna, then I kind of get it from a Rams perspective. But even then, it's like, still, it's like, on talent alone, and, like, if you don't, if you stagger the value, like obviously quarterbacks are worth more, but if you're looking at pure just best players in the NFL, he's like one of the top three players in the league. Like, it's just... He's, he's incredible. He's absolutely insane. Yeah. Like you said, though, if I if it's that kind of money, then uh, uh, I'm, I'm I, a I little bit more it. lenient <laughs> towards... But that's just unre- I just decision. don't think Arizona would be that unrealistic anyway. So. Yeah. We'll wait money does some crazy things to people. Yeah, money, uh, money drives a lot of crime. All right, let's go. Uh, all right, Tampa Bay and the uh, Miami Dolphins game is possibly not going ahead in week one with Hurricane Irma barreling towards Florida this weekend. The game between the Dolphins and Buccaneers will not be played on Sunday in Miami. The NFL announced yesterday Irma is now a Category 5 hurricane with winds increasing up to 185 miles per hour. So rightfully so, moving this game. It's yeah. going to be a crazy storm. So the NFL's not determined when or where the game between the Bucks and Dolphins will be played. There are currently two options being considered, Sunday at a neutral site or playing the game later in the season in Miami. Both of the teams have a week 11 bye, which is a good coincidence. But uh, it would require both the NFL, both the teams to play 16 straight games this season. So which is... Yeah, crazy. But teams used to have a week three buy and a week four buy, mm-hmm. so it's not that crazy stretch. And even if you're in the week four buy, and you played in the wild card divisional and conference, you'd still play sixteen straight games. Then you'd have a week off if you made the Super Bowl, yeah. and then play your seventeenth. But then for Miami to lose another home game, they're taking a game into London. That means they only have six home games this year, which is tough. 
because um, home field advantage is huge in the NFL when you have such a small schedule. Yeah. Uh, can I just start? Irma. Yeah. These these hurricane names. It's getting ridiculous. I know. And that's that's just not a fierce name for such a devastating... Category 5 hurricane. Ca- yeah. yeah. <sighs> How about Hurricane Insane? No. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't think of a, a scary... Starting the 2017 season... I know, season. Well, I I could think of a good, hurricane a good insane. name. Hurricane My Ike. My goodness, I prefer. We need, a, we need a scary name that starts with I. I can't think of many. Ike is the worst I could think of. That's the worst. I, how many? How many names start with I? I? Now that now that I can't think of any names that start with I, Irma doesn't sound that bad. Maybe Indiana. They, maybe they ran out. Oh, India. <laughs> nope. Yeah, see, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, well, but I didn't try to rename it. I yeah. just said Irma but was. But from a uh, from a fantasy sp- perspective, uh, obviously, if week one no JJ, no Mike Evans, no Jameis Winston, that's going to hurt your uh, fantasy team a little bit. You're going to have to make that uh, early week, especially if you've got Jameis Winston. Uh, you're going to have to make a, a waiver wire transfer to if you a don't. A lot have of a slow starts. A lot of slow starts, possibly for these. Uh, mm. There's because there's, there's a lot of fantasy relevant players on these teams. Yeah, and but early in, especially if you've got a, you don't have a backup quarterback, you've got a lot of bench players on your team that you want to stash to see how they play in week one. You're gonna have to drop one now to pick up Jameis Winston, so it's gonna hurt. Yeah, and I'm not really, I'm not usually a fan of picking up multiple quarterbacks, even though I just did in our in our recent draft. But I'm usually of the um, mindset that I just draft one and then I stream. Have, yeah. Yeah. Just stream as I go along. Yep. Well, we picked up multiple ones the other night. We took Andrew Luck and the Carson Palmer combo. Uh, I think that's a, it's a, it was a, it was a sneaky move by us. That's nice. I like that. Uh, all right. Last little bit of uh, talking points before we uh, move into something else is this logo drama involving the Seahawks. So the Seahawks launched a new alternative logo. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Looks eh, looks like an angry bird gross. mixed with like... The Grinch, the people from the Grinch and Mr. Burns or something? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe just the the uh, the bit right in the middle of its face, I think, that I don't like. I so just... it's like a face-to-beak reaction. So it looks kind of like two seahawks. Yeah, it's kind of like what you do as a child when you put paint on a piece of paper and then fold it. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> it's a butterfly. It's a, a butterfly seahawk That's a face. great way to explain it. Thank so, you. Uh, Nailed it. We're learning. Yeah, so that's if you haven't checked that out, I thoroughly suggest we're checking sending it out, out a link to everyone right now. <laughs> no, it's it's not hard to search alternative Seahawks logo. Oh, Seahawks, You'll find it. Seahawks actually tweeted it out, so I thought it was a joke at first, but it's it's a real thing. It's just I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure about it. It's, it. It has a big forehead, and I don't know. It just doesn't look good. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do similar things to. Um, you know what the Bucks do, and mo- a lot of NBA teams do how they have multiple. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 to me, it's not working. It's like it's got a monobrow at the top. You could put Wooten Y on there. Nice little new logo. <laughs> Some fresh branding. We'll send that out. Sponsorship. I've talked about the Seahawks defense a lot. Maybe, maybe we're onto something. We're onto something. All right. Uh, last little bit before we pick week one uh, games uh, is looking at the Aussies in the NFL. Unfortunately, Cam Johnston and Sam Irwin Hill. Uh, were waived by their teams uh, after the preseason. Uh, that game being cancelled between Houston and the Cowboys because mm-hmm. of the um, flood 
I know there's much bigger issues, but Erwin Hill missed the chance to, to have another game and, and put on a solid and performance try and, himself, and try and yeah. prove himself. But I think both of them showed that they belong in the NFL, and I wouldn't be surprised if both of those uh, find themselves on teams or rosters uh, at some point during the season. Yeah. Uh, Cam Johnson in particular being part of the Philadelphia organization for a few yeah. um, weeks. A lot of the beat reporters were saying that, you know, this um, punting battle between um, Cam Johnson and Donnie Jones was far closer than it was expected yeah. to be. He survived and, the first round of cuts too. Yeah, and Donnie Jones has been around for a long time, so that speaks a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, but they were saying not not only was it just a, a, a close battle between them, but most people believe that, you know, if Cam Johnson didn't make the Philadelphia roster, that he was going to have a career in the NFL anyway. Plus, if the Eagles cut Donnie Jones, then the Mafia would have just exacted revenge on the Eagles. <laughs> Donnie Jones has been allow- around a long time now. He's, he's been around a long time. He's reached the top of the family. <laughs> You're going to be okay with that, Donnie Jones. Uh Unfortunately, David Yankee uh, placed on IR as well by the Panthers. Uh, Blake Muir got waived by the Colts uh, a week and a half ago, so we've got to keep an eye out on where he will land. Adam Gotsis, Jordan Berry, Lachlan Edwards, and Brad Wing all on NFL rosters as expected. Uh, look forward to watching them all play uh, this year, and uh, we'll claim him, Aussie Solomon Thomas, obviously, on a 49ers roster. So we've got five. Multi million. We've got five? Yeah. We'll, we'll call five it five. in the NFL. Nice. Three. Snap. Picks. All right. Pre snap picks time. Uh, obviously, we talk about our, our favorite plays in our punt return, uh, the punt return podcast, but we're just going to make straight tips here. Our, no, uh, no gambling talk. We're just picking games here on who we think will win. So we talked about the opener between the Chiefs and the Patriots. No Julian Edelman, Gronk back, but um, both picking the Patriots at home here and too strong, too early uh, from the Patriots. Uh, we expect them to have a very, very strong season. We do. I, I, they're just they're just ready to go. I can't. They, they've had so long to prepare, and I know that Andy Reid is a master when he has time to prepare as well. But uh, if I have to pick between the Patriots who have been there and done that over and over and over again with Bill Belichick, who just doesn't seem to mess up when it comes to big games. They'll start out of the box fast. Roger Goodell expected to be at the game, so uh, there'll be a lot of uh, blue uh, clown shirts that Matt Patricia famously uh, wore after the, the Super Bowl victory. Yeah. wonder if uh, Patricia puts one on himself. Nah. It was a heavy fine, wasn't it? Yeah, he got it fined was. a lot. He got fined big money. Uh, he's probably on a lot of money, though. Yeah, I... I'm expecting big things from both the tight ends in this game. I'm interested to see what, how Brandon Cooks plays. I also am interested to see how the Chiefs play without Jeremy Macklin, how their offense is going to work, and, and Kareem Hunt, obviously. So, uh, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Patriots' backfield just plays out mm-hmm. at all. Yep, They've got four or five talented running backs, and it's probably the most talented running back group they've had in quite some time. And I know LeGarrette Blount led, led the league in probably. touchdowns, Yep. Uh, last season, but this season they're just so well-rounded. They've got people everywhere. Just so much depth. It's just crazy. All right, uh, moving on. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Detroit Lions. This should be a close game. Uh, both teams, you know, we know what we're going to get offensively from them. Uh, defensively, obviously, Arizona much stronger, but they've still got some weaknesses there. No Kalei Campbell. Uh, we're up to Robert Kandice to fill that void. For them, obviously, they can get to the passer with Golden and Chandler Jones, but up the middle, obviously, 
susceptible. And then Buda Baker alongside a healthy Tyro Matthew, who's looked pretty good in the preseason. But opposite Patrick Peterson, still a weakness that Detroit could possibly expose. Yeah, uh, this game is hard to pick. It is, um, you know, division divisional game. It's just nope, nope. <laughs> Interdivisional game. Interdivisional game. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it is it is a hard game to pick. I I do like the lines in this. Yes, they are the underdog, but I think that I, I do like the move of Golden Tate back to the slot, and I think that Kenny Dol- Kenny Golladay with my goodness me, that is a mouth uh, tongue twister. That one. Kenny Golladay. Kenny Golladay. Not that hard I, at all. I, I, I struggle with it. Um, the Golladay in. The Golladay. Oh, where did you steal that from? Oh. It's been it's on been, Twitter. It's been, been around. Uh, all right, fair enough. I'm, I'm probably the fifteen thousand person to claim that. Never heard of it. Yeah, Great. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that was really you? that was really clever. And I'm, uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like Evan Silver or someone, someone like that coined it. Yeah. Anyway, I and Amir Abdullah, who was out a lot of last season with injury, uh, he he was just flashing in preseason last year, and everyone was you know on the Abdullah Express. I like him again this year. I, Go on. It's the Amir Abdullah David Johnson revenge game. Remember the the all or nothing revealed that Arizona wanted to draft Amir, but Detroit did, and they let they settled for David Johnson. Yeah, uh, turned out all right for the Cards. Yeah, he so. turned out to be a pretty pretty good pick. But yep. uh, I want I want to see what Amir Abdullah comes up with this in this, and I, I Stafford and these kind of situations just somehow seems to just pull the lines out of it. He's got to prove his worth too. A lot of people. You know, complaining about his his money deal. I'm fine with the deal. I'm um, completely fine with it. They were a seller de- dweller before they signed Matt Stafford, so he's uh, you know obviously hasn't won a playoff game yet, but he's taken them to the playoffs, so he's somewhat of a savior uh, for them uh, to a degree. I, I'm tipping the Cardinals though. Um, I like. I just think they have the edge defensively. Uh, offensively, I very 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 similar. I'll go with the underrated Lions. All right. Uh, the Falcons in the uh, some more early games, traveling to Chicago at Soldier Field, hoping to forget about last year's uh, Super Bowl loss. And the Bears have a brutal schedule, as we've talked about, um, and AFC uh, NFC powerhouse to start the year in the Falcons is is always tough. Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I wonder if uh, Glennon, uh, you know, Falcons D, could the heat be the blowtorch be applied early? Uh, there's not much for me, not much more for me to say about this game. The the Falcons' offense is just it's incredible. Too strong. It's going to be far too strong. Young and hungry. Yep. I am interested to watch how Glennon plays, though. I I must admit, uh, it just depends on how. He's, well. a, he's a bad quarterback. He's not great. He's he's very bad. He's about half his neck good. Fifty <laughs> percent. He's okay. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, I don't know, neck measurements, how you can work that out to a percentage, but I just did. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals division game. These two teams are really tough to judge. They're very similarly rated in terms of overall talent and, and what many project them to, to be this season, but in different ways. Obviously, the Bengals built more offensively. The Ravens built more defensively. So we'll see that clash in this game. For me, it's how this Bengals, the key to this game is how this young Bengals offensive line can hold up to the Ravens stout defensive front and uh, if they can then these weapons that the Bengals have should be able to to make some plays but in saying that if if they can't then this 
Ravens secondary will be able to pounce on, on Andy Dalton and, and maybe take a couple of interceptions to the house. Yeah, the Bengals' offensive line is shaky, to put it kindly. Yes. Um, and the Ravens should feast on that. But there are plenty, there's a plethora, as Y likes to say, of weapons great word. in Cincinnati at the moment. Word. You've got the speedster in uh, John Ross. You've got the super, super uber-talented uh, Joe Mixon that is... Yes, currently behind Jeremy Hill, but they, if they can utilize all... You ain't fooling no one with that depth chart. <laughs> if you can utilize all three backs, especially if this, uh, if the Ravens blitz early and you, you know, screen passes and you utilize that with a healthy Tyler Eifert and a healthy AJ Green, yeah. that's tough to stop. Uh, and tough. there's no excuses for Dalton not to be successful with those players, except if the offensive line is just a turnstile. Well... Draft favourite of mine, Chris Warmly and Tyus Bowser. Warmly's on their third string team and Bowser's on their t- second team. Not because they're bad, just because that's how loaded the Bengals are in their front seven. An unbelievable array of talent um, up front. So I think they'll get the edge on taking the Ravens. You're taking the Bengals. So I'm taking the Bengals. That's two in four games there. We've been flipped on, so we're just going to see who wins this battle. Are we gotta, are we got to bet on uh, this for the season? Uh, Bengals and Ravens. No, just us in the tipping. Oh, no. Do you want to do a season-long bet, or do you want to do weekly? Like a weekly? I think weekly. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Let's well, let's see how week one plays out, and then we'll discuss it next <laughs> week. If, I win, if I'm then, down by five uh, after week one, we'll just do well, it. That's what I mean. Like, if we make week one zero zero, that way, like, you're up one. You win one week. I win the second week. You win the third week. Do you know what I mean? All right, let's do that. Okay, let's do it that way. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Houston Texans. It's going to be an emotional uh, season opener for Houston, playing at NRG Stadium after all the, the, the hurricanes and the floods in Houston. J.J. Watt, when he runs out on that field, it's going to be something very, very special. Um, having raised over $20 million for the re- flood relief fund, uh, unbelievable effort. Uh, we're both picking the Texans. We think J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney are going to be in Blake Bortles' face all day and, and pick off uh, you know, pick off the scraps. The Jags' offensive few, line's the, not, yeah. not great. Bortles' not great. No. Um, I love Texans in this spot. You should go out and go check the Punt Return podcast because yep. I, I, I pump up the Texans a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I really like them in this spot. As Y said, situation in Houston... J.J. Watt coming back, Jadavian Clowney, and J.J. Watt. I feel like J- Jadavian is, he's kind of become himself now. He's, you know, he, he had that season that he wasn't in J.J.'s shadow, and now they can work together to be you know, scary. Yeah. Scary, scary, scary. Sprinkle in a bit of Whitney Merciless as well. Oh, just, just sprinkle him just in. Just sprinkle him in. Salt babe. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> no, they're, they're in. Uh, I think they're in a, a good spot to open the season against the Jags. Yep. Uh, probably the game of the week coming up next: the New York <laughs> Jets at the Buffalo Bills. We're just taking the Bills. That's all that needs to be said about this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they have some players that you recognise, and the Jets don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a very nearly, good, that's nearly it's what it is. As you can, as you can I couldn't it. name ten Jets players. That's a tough challenge. Yeah, I'm not going to bother. I'm not wasting time. <laughs> well, I probably yeah. could, but yeah, I, probably borderline ten. I think. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, sorry, the Oakland Raiders uh, at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this this should be the 
probably the pick of the early round game so far. I think this is a, an entertaining game and could be a playoff preview. Possibly. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm going Titans. And so am I. You're also going the Titans. I am much lower on Oakland this year than a lot of the consensus. Yep. I think you are too. Not uh, much, much lower. No, but you I, have are them, also... I have them sneaking into the playoffs uh, as a wild card team. Yeah. Um, but there's so many pundits out there and things that just think Oakland are going to go AFC. Some some people think they're on the same tier as the Steelers when it comes to threats to the to the um, Patriots. I, d- I don't buy that. No. At all. But... They're, they're still so young and yes... They uh they they do have a lot of talented uh, players on both sides of the ball. Yes, their offensive line is good, but you know there are still quite a few question marks there. Tennessee looked the goods. Hmm. Tennessee's offense looks. This is, this is a battle of two really really great offensive lines. Yep. yep, and two great young quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. Yeah. Just it it's loaded. It's going to be a terrific, yep. terrific, terrific. You game. just got to give Tennessee the slight edge when it comes to the secondary over the Raiders. Yep. Then they're at home, so I'm taking the Titans. Uh, moving on, your I want. I really expect Mario to take the the, the take, next step. Take in the his, leap. Yeah. I just want him to play a full year, but then I can get really Me excited. Too. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles travel to Washington. This game was a really tough one for me, but you're you're the Eagles man. Talk us through that game. Um, I'm going. I'm going with the Eagles. It is. It is a coin flip for me. But when it comes to, you know, your own team, you're obviously going to side with them. Philadelphia have looked pretty good. They've looked pretty good. Washington have as well, so that's why I've said it is a coin flip. But the the defense for Philly looks, you know, quite, quite stout. The front seven looks good. They've got um, great depth at defensive end this season. Yep. You've got Vinnie Curry. You've got Brandon Graham. You've got Chris Long. And then you've got the... Uh, very impressive Derek Barnett so far this preseason. That's not just trying to rub it into our uh, friends that don't like him. Larry Horrock. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he he has looked good in preseason. And uh, not only that, we absolutely stole Derby from the Bills. It still baffles me how... And Timmy Jernigan. Yeah, and we just nabbed Timmy Jernigan when we let... And Chance Warmack. You guys got some good I know we did. signings this, this season. Right, so Philly and did, right Philly did well. Too. Philly did well. Um, Washington, though, they do have a great offense. They've got consistent... They, who have been p- a bit underwhelming in the preseason. They have. I'm, I'm talking myself out of this. But I always, my tip. I always feel that the Redskins just... They look like they're going to underwhelm everyone. They're going to be the, the last team in the division. And then they come out and just prove everyone wrong. And everyone's like, maybe Kirk Cousins is the real deal. Maybe he should be. Um I'll fast forward 15 weeks. We're asking the same question. Is Kirk Cousins for real? (laughs) (laughs) Should they draft a quarterback? Should they franchise tag him again? Is Kirk Cousins for real? Yeah. Um, No, I'm going, I'm going the Eagles. Yes, it is at Washington, which is, that's, that's another thing kind of weighing on this, but yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. It's going to be interesting. I took the Redskins initially, but I changed my mind and talked myself into the Eagles. Uh, You're right. They're built better in the trenches. I am interested to see the quarterback play for, from both these guys. I'm a little bit colder on Wentz and Cousins compared to the consensus, so I'm really interested to see both of them, you know, make a step forward and improve their play after you know another season and another off season um, under their belts. Um, it, it all helps, and it all helps the development. So, yeah, I'm expecting to see quite a bit more of Sproles in the slot this season as well. 
just a side you can never note. go wrong with uh, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. No. Uh, Steelers at Browns is the next game. It's a pretty straightforward one. That the Steelers, one of the best teams in the NFL. The Browns starting a rookie quarterback, and you know they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. So it's going to be a lopsided affair. I think the Steelers should win and win comfortably. But in saying that, I'm excited to watch this Browns defense. You know, Joe Schobert and Miles Garrett and a few up front are really going to hit hard. And Jabril Peppers is look like he's going to be a, an an interesting guy, especially in, in return game as well, and obviously uh, Deshaun Kaiser as well. I really am keen to watch Semi Coates line up for the mm-hmm. Browns against Joe Hayden playing for the Steelers. I'm going to grab the popcorn <laughs> for that. That's an interesting little dynamic. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on the same page. I'm expecting the Steelers to just start the season strong, come away with a win in Cleveland. I expect it to be 10 points plus, but saying all that, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland make it tough in that game. All right. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay at Miami. We'll talk about this. We already have talked about this at the top of the show. Um, we're not going to go too much into that because we're not sure when that game will actually be played. Uh, but we both both tipped the Bucks. Uh, uh, you know, if it is at a neutral ground, then, ground, then even more reason to favor neutral ground. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal. Always Someone's on the line. hungry. Wow, that's. <laughs> I, I managed to turn neutral ground into neutral grain. Unbelievable. Brilliant. If it is at a neutral ground, um, even more f- chance to favor or even more reason to favor the Bucks in this matchup. But uh, Buccaneers, Dolphins, there's not much difference between these two sides in terms of uh, geography. So home field advantage, obviously, for Miami if it is played in Miami in Week 11. But we'll wait and see. But we both... We both tip the Bucks. We we prefer them. We think they have a better team, and obviously adding TJ Ward really helps a, a massive hole for them. Yeah. They also, should. there's just far more ups, upside in that team, and you can... Yeah. yeah. They should torch that Miami secondary, which is awful. Should. Yep. Uh, the Colts traveling uh, to the Rams. This is the game I wanted to go to this year. I pleaded with the fiancé to go. She said no. We've got a waiting to save for. It, it, valid point. Yeah, um, I'm valid. glad she did now because it's Scott Tolzian under center, and I didn't want to travel halfway across the world to watch Scott Tolzian. I know uh, that was like uh, Dan when he was went to America a few years back. Massive Chicago Bulls fan, our friend Dan, massive Derek Rose fan, travels to Chicago. He's only there for a week. They only have one game, and Derek Rose inactive. Heartbreaking. Ouch. So Heartbreaking. bad. Uh, anyway. Uh, Scott Tolzian playing the Rams defense. It, even without Aaron Donald, you, you trust this Rams defense with Wade Phillips to, to make a, a mess of an, a Ryan Kelly-less uh, Colts offensive line. And you expect uh, Sammy Watkins to have some fun on the, the rookie uh, defensive backs playing uh, for the Colts without uh, Vontae Davis. So it's very firmly a Rams pick for me. Yeah, me too. I think the game will be decided um, in the trenches the re- with or without um, Donald the Rams should just have their way with this offensive line, especially without Kelly. I, I, I struggle to see how the Colts' offense is going to get going mm-hmm. with Tolson behind center. And it's a shame, too, because I, I see them having you know a, quite a decent offense, um, as usual, really, in Indianapolis, if Luck was playing. But And this game, I think, would be really, really interesting if Luck was healthy, but he's not, and obviously that's why we're going that way. Uh, Over, under, Jacoby Brissett passes thrown in this game, 10. Or 9.5, sorry. Under. You reckon he won't play at all? He won't play. Okay. You'll start week two, though? 
Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. All right, the Carolina Panthers travel uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Rough matchup for the 49ers, who are normally very, very strong in week one. They uh, they normally win week one and, and uh, surprise everyone. That's been the Vikings and then the Rams shut out win last year. But the Panthers are too good of a team, I think, to blow a, a matchup like this. And I, I can't wait to watch Christian McCaffrey play. Um, it was revealed just uh, today that the Panthers have a, an entire section just devoted in their playbook for Christian McCaffrey, a separate playbook for Christian McCaffrey to get him involved, get him touches. They know that he's a mismatch. Yeah, and why wouldn't you really? You, anyone uh, watching from the outside can just tell what a uh, a matchup hell this guy is to um, to plan for. I, I'm going with the Panthers as well. 49ers are in a rebuilding um, stage of their franchise. It's it's year one of six of Shanahan's new contract and deal, so that's how long the process will probably take. Um, yeah, I'm going Panthers. Panthers have a great start to the season with the teams that they're going up against, yep. and it's all about it's going to be all about Newton just trying to get back to that um, identity that the Panthers had of. Hard-hitting defense, uh, you know, flamboyant offense, which is just yep. it's just flashy, Lightning. flashy offense is probably yep. the choice word. And then to go out and try and get, Col- uh, I nearly called him Colin, uh, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Colin just, McCaffrey would work. Just adds to that flash, and yep. yeah, Carolina looked great. I'm going to describe the Carolina Panthers' offense as a Cadbury dream this year. Only nice, you. Nice mix of Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, dream scenario Isn't for them that a top to, deck? to work. Yes, that's a top deck. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> it's all white. Yeah, but both of those guys have got dreamy smiles, man. So uh, that's where that's where I went with that. So top deck was where I was going for. But yeah, bit of bit of Cam, bit of uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, that's electricity right there. Uh, the matchup of the the late slate is uh, Seattle, Green Bay. Uh, at Lambeau Field, what a what an awesome Week One matchup yeah. that is. That's uh, what was the uh, the replacement ref revenge game, the onside kick revenge game. Um, there's been a few little feuds between Seattle and Green Bay. There's no love lost between these two teams. You've got the best quarterback in the world up against the best secondary in the world. The Legion of Boom v Aaron Rodgers. I am buckling down, and I am just so so keen to watch this game. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to uh, buy into the Seahawks hype of of recent. They are. I'm in. I'm all in. No, no, no. I I think they're going to have a terrific season. They're going to have the, you know their highest win total in a couple of years. But I think that just I think they're in the news a lot recently because of the whole Sheldon Richardson uh, thing. And you know they're just like yes, another piece. We're going to be unstoppable now. Yep. And you're not really hearing too much about Green Bay. They're just going about their way. Yes, that they're true. yes they're you know being touted a lot as possible Super Bowl winners and things like that. But happens every year. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I like it. They're at home. They're going to have the, it's it's week one. Everyone's going to be rooting for Rogers and the boys. And I'm not really buying the hype that I think Seattle are driving themselves. So I, I like the Packers. I, th- I feel like this matchup we talk about the Legion of Boom and Aaron Rodgers, and I and I mentioned it, and I'm guilty of it. But I feel like the matchup will probably come down to if the Green Bay defense can contain Russell Wilson, who's healthy now and and looks to have a good rapport with Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, and and then also 
talk about the Patriots' defensive backfield with four running backs, waiting to see how that unfolds. It'll be interesting to see how this Seattle one unfolds. Uh, A lot of questions yep. we want answered. <laughs> Fat Eddie, CJ Procise, Thomas Rawls. Will, it, will all these names Carson. mean nothing if Chris Carson emerges? That's it. Uh, all right, the Giants at the Cowboys, the uh, Sunday night football game on NBC. Chris and the boys back in town. Uh, you know, NFC East always prime time. Giants, Cowboys, both the games, one score games last year, 20 to 19, 10 to 7. You get Zeke back in this game now. Interesting. Odell Beckham still questionable with the ankle, but I, f- I feel like. It was looking dire for a, for a while there. No Zeke, no Odell Beckham. Now you get both back in this game, and it should be an absolute cracker. Uh, should be a close game. Yeah, it should be really close. Uh, divisional game. I think I'm not really like like Seattle. I'm not going to buy into the Cowboys' hype too much. Yes, I think they're going to have a great season. Yes, I still see them winning the division, but. I think a lot of people are on them too high at the moment. I think they're they're going into this season entitled a little mm. bit. They think you know it's hey, look what we did last year with a rookie. Yeah, with a rookie that didn't you know expect to be the starter week one and things like that. But that also works against them now because the Giants, who beat them twice last season, swept them, mm. have also had you know a full season of. Um, uh, plays and you know plays to break down and understand what Dallas do with Zeke and Dak and things like that. Yeah, so, they've got tape on them now. Yeah, so I I I'm going with the Giants. You're I, going with the I, yeah. Oh! I, I changed my tip. I thought about this. What's the one weakness of the Giants? Dak. No. Of the Giants. The Giant. Oh, sorry. The Giants. <laughs> um, nowhere. They're too their, good. Their offensive line is good. a massive hole in the ship. I was going to say Eli, but. Well, that's we'll wait and see with that. He had it showed signs of age, real Hot age take. last year, but f- for the Giants, their their real weakness is their offensive line. And Dallas have so many suspensions and players out from their front seven. I thought about it; it's not going to really trouble Eli that much. I feel like Giants can dictate this game. But on the other side of the ball, we've got two new offensive linemen starting for the Cowboys, and you have this insane defensive front of the Giants. I feel like. The Giants can get pressure on Dak, and I don't know if the Cowboys can get as much pressure on Eli, which will allow the Odells and the Steelings and the Evan Ingrams to get open. So I, I changed my tip to the Giants. Welcome to the Ducks. All right. Uh, Monday games or, or Tuesday games here in Australia. The Saints-Vikings. I like the doubleheader to start the year. I'm always excited. Mm-hmm. This should be a good game. We've got a stout defense in the Vikings against a, a high-octane offense in the Saints. And then on the other side, you've got the dink and dunk of Sam Bradford playing a, a new-look Saints defense with a, with a lot of rookies, three three rookie starters. Marshawn Lattimore uh, is a guy that we really like, so we're interested to see how this guy plays. I'm taking the Vikings at home in a brand-new stadium where the Super Bowl is going to be played. Uh, I like the Vikings. Another dome, yeah? U.S. Bank Stadium, yeah. I think that also helps Breeze. Sorry, newish stadium. They played in there last year, but it just feels so new. (laughs) It feels so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. I I mentioned this to you before we recorded, wondering whether or not the storyline of um, Adrian Peterson going back to Minnesota. AP revenge game. Is it the AP revenge game? I'm not 
seeing it that way. I'm not seeing um, AP breaking up this this huge stat line, but I do see New Orleans leaning heavier on the run game. Um, uh, Willie Sneed's been ruled out, so that is that is a bit of a, a blemish on a the a Saints. Yeah, but I still see that nothing seems to really phase the Saints' offense. They lose a piece, another guy steps in, and then they just they still fire on all cylinders. Oh. I, I like them, especially that it's 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 not outside. It's in a dome as well where Breeze just generally likes to feast. Yeah. I'm not a huge Breeze fan as a, a... Human being. But he's so overlooked as a quarterback. Like, you're right. Like, they plays just slot in and out of his team. And, like, he's still so underrated while still being appropriate. Like, he's still talked about as one of the best. But I don't think people realize how actually good Drew Breeze really is. Uh, so, you can, he can win any game on his day. If, if Breeze just locks in and, like... Would it surprise you if they managed to sneak out a win against the Pats in, in a couple of weeks? It wouldn't. No. It, it's, it surprised me a little bit, but it wouldn't. With Drew Brees, yeah. it's not out of the it's realm of possibility. jaw dropping. Yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I do want to. I, I am interested to see how they use Ted Ginn. I think they're going to use Ted Ginn like most teams do use Ted Ginn and go deep. But yep. if anyone can hit Ted Ginn deep, it's Drew Brees. Drew Brees can just launch it like the best of them. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they, Joseph Morgan and Nick Toon and Robert Meacham were, you know, uh, what was it? Who was the oh, other guy that I, was always how, available? How did I get on the Nick Toon bandwagon last uh, yeah, year? I, I did. Yeah. Anyway, who was the guy that was always available in the fantasy leagues uh, from the Saints as like the fourth wide receiver every? Wasn't Meacham? It was Moore? like it was like De- <laughs> oh yeah, um, that was Lance too, Moore. That was, Lance Moore was too. It was early. like D'Angelo, someone I think I can always remember. He was Anderson. Yes. No, that's the running back for uh, the Denver no, it was defi- it was definitely It was something Henderson. Carlos Henderson? No, no, that's another Denver <laughs> player. He was always available like, late in fantasy leagues, and he was always on the waiver wire. De- there you go, Devery Henderson. That's it. He was always, well, close, well, thereabouts. He was always available. Like He made players like that successful. Uh, it's crazy. All right, the last game of round one is the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Mile High uh, to take on the Denver Broncos. We're both going with the dog here, the road dog, the Chargers. We believe, we're we're big believers in the Chargers again. We're going to live and die by the sword for the second year, aren't we? I think so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I'm okay. Okay. I'm going to remember these times with you uh, recording at near 11 p.m. at night talking about how how fun the Chargers are and how they're they have a good team and they've been unlucky with injuries and how much we love Philip Rivers. I'm going to remember these times when Rivers makes his Hall of Fame speech. Oh, Yeah. That's, that's a nice touching moment, I think, to end the podcast. It's a great way to end the podcast. I am interested to see uh, Tyrell Williams and Keenan Allen healthy back on the field against this Denver no-fly uh, defense. And then, obviously, Trevor Simeon, after all the talk about the quarterback battle uh, in the preseason, how he can take on this Chargers defense that not many people seem to talk about but have playmakers at every level yeah the no fly zone without TJ Ward now so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of hole that leaves Simmons stepping up in a big spot so well uh, that's it that's week one let's uh, yeah how you like it I, I, it's a really good slate of games. The, the real highlight for me is obviously Seahawks Packers is is a blockbuster um, and then the two division games in the NFC so always interesting to see how that actually pans out as well. There is quite a few juicy games in yep. week one. Good yep. job. Good job. Uh, S- schedule makers. Schedule makers. 
Yep. All right. Uh, that wraps up uh, our first New Look episode of the uh, 2017 NFL season. We'll be back next Wednesday for uh, another show and at uh, DFS Down Under and the punt return. Thanks for listening to another installment of the Woot and Y Show. Check out previous episodes at WootenY.com and on iTunes. And follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at WootenY.